I'm Stuart Varney. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, August 24th, 2023, I'm Eben Brown. The leader of the infamous Wagner Group, who might have tried overthrowing Russia's president, is presumed killed in a plane crash in Russia. But was it an accident? Few think so. All indications point to the fact that he was indeed killed in the crash, and it would make sense that a man who tried to take down the Russian leader was taken down himself. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Evgeny Prigozhin was once never far from Vladimir Putin's side. The leader of the Wagner Group of mercenaries fighting Russia's war in Ukraine was once the man trusted with Putin's food, but that relationship soured, and what appeared to be an attempted coup by Prigozhin ended quickly and without explanation. And now Prigozhin is dead. His private airplane crashed. Putin spoke about it on TV. As for this plane crash, first of all, I want to express the words of sincere condolence to the families of all who died. It is always a tragedy. And indeed, if there were the workers of the Wagner company, as the primary data says, I'd like to mention that it is people who made the significant contribution to our common cause of fighting with the neo-Nazi regime in Ukraine. We remember that, know that, and will not forget. But few are buying the claim that the crash was an accident or unintended. Even U.S. military officials think sabotage was at play. But it's a murky end for someone who was once so close to the power of Russia's leader, and who fell from that position and lost favor, and then perhaps his life. A private jet that had seven passengers and three crew members on board fell from the sky outside of Moscow. Fox News correspondent Trey Yingst has been in and out of Ukraine through much of the war. There are mixed reports at this hour about what caused this plane to crash. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that some act of sabotage, it might have been a bomb internally on the flight, exploded causing the plane to crash outside the Russian capital. Meanwhile, Reuters is reporting that the plane was shot down by a Russian surface-to-air missile, and that aligns with local media reports in Russian state media. But what we know about what took place is very limited. There was a plane crash, and the leader of the Wagner Group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was on board along with his top deputy, Dmitry Utkin. So Yevgeny Prigozhin was not in the good graces of Russian President Vladimir Putin after that attempted mutiny. But in recent weeks, we'd seen him operating, not only in Russia, but also in sub-Saharan Africa, where there are many Wagner fighters. And so this plane crash certainly is suspicious. But again, the latest information that we have is very limited. And we're just now getting new comment from Russian President Putin. Let's talk about that comment. There's... um. The the comment included uh, condolences to his family, which I, I guess is a nice thing to say, uh, but also made uh, a direct reference and to the translated words here, serious mistakes made by Pergoshin. So let's talk about that, because at one point back in time, Vladimir Putin and Yevgeny Pergoshin were thick as thieves. They were uh, they were allies. They were not they were more than allies. I, I believe Pergoshin's nickname was. Putin's waiter. Uh, he was almost like a, a chef or food taster. Chef, yep. This was a, a very this was a very trusted individual by Vladimir Putin at one point. 
Absolutely. Prigozhin is someone that Vladimir Putin has known since the early 90s. And the Russian leader talked about this in his remarks today as he expressed condolences to the family of Evgeny Prigozhin. And he did make clear in those remarks that Prigozhin had made serious mistakes, but he got results. And that's something that for Vladimir Putin is important, not just in Russia, but during his invasion of Ukraine and Russian efforts to influence different areas of the world, including sub-Saharan Africa and also across the Middle East in countries like Syria. And so these were interesting comments because they were the first public comments around 24 hours after the event actually took place. Now, when the plane crashed, Russian state media was showing these images of wreckage on the ground outside of Moscow, while split screen, Vladimir Putin was at a concert commemorating the 80th anniversary of the Soviet victory at the Battle of Kursk. So it was this juxtaposition showing a smiling, interactive Vladimir Putin and the wreckage of one of his former top mercenary generals. When we talk about the relationship they had, it was at first professional in the way that Prigozhin owned restaurants. And as you noted, he was known as Putin's chef. But then he took on a more significant military role. And that role evolved back in 2014 when Russia started to back separatists in Ukraine eastern Donbass region, the Wagner Group was formed. And this was a significant moment for the Russians as they looked to exert influence in eastern Ukraine. Fast forward to February of 2022, during the full-scale Russian invasion, Wagner mercenaries were used to commit some of the most brutal acts during this illegal invasion and annexation of territory and were accused of war crimes across many areas along the front lines. It wasn't until Prigozhin's relationship with top military leaders soured that his relationship with Vladimir Putin started to be affected. The reports early on indicated that Prigozhin was able to operate in his own realm. He didn't have to go through the traditional military request channels. He was able to operate independently of much of the Russian military because it was this offshoot mercenary organization that was still receiving millions of dollars from the Russian military and weaponry to fight on the ground in Ukraine. But as his relationships got more difficult, we saw frustration build in the leader of the Wagner Group. He started releasing these videos threatening top Russian military leadership accusing the Russians of leaving Wagner fighters out to be killed with a lack of ammunition and shelter. And that's when the problem started for Prigozhin. Ultimately, he tried this coup attempt in late June. He was unsuccessful, and there was a level of negotiation that reportedly took place. But then that question remained, how could a man that tried to take down one of the most brutal leaders in the world today survive? Well, he may not have survived, as we've learned. Uh, we, we still don't know whether or not this uh, plane crash was uh, an attack, a deliberate move, or or if it truly was an accident. We, I, I suspect we'll probably never know. I, I, that might be your experience as well. Absolutely. It will be difficult to get the true information or to even confirm that Prigozhin was indeed on board. Remember, when the GRU, Russia's intelligence agency, raided the offices of the Wagner Group in Russia, after the coup attempt, they found documents 
and fake passports and boxes of gold and cash from around the world that Prigozhin had stored. He had fake identities. He had body doubles. This is a man who had a reputation of being able to disappear when needed. And so we don't want to speculate about if he was or was not on the plane. The bottom line is we simply don't know. And any evidence provided by the Russians has to be viewed through a lens of skepticism. But the Russians at least want us to believe he has died. And all indications point to the fact that he was indeed killed in the crash. And it would make sense that a man who tried to take down the Russian leader was taken down himself. And so we may never know. The Russians say they are conducting an internal investigation about what exactly took place, but they've been known to lie and to coordinate these types of things. It is notable that Russian state media immediately picked up this coverage, reporting that Prigozhin was killed in the crash. Historically, they have waited to report things that could reflect a certain way for the Kremlin or Russian President Putin, but they were very immediate in their coverage, and it's something that observers and analysts will look at as they try to examine what exactly took place and what the involvement was, and if this was a deliberate act, who exactly ordered it. We're speaking with Fox News correspondent Trey Yinkst on the mystery surrounding the death of Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner military group in Russia. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. There are are two uh, questions, I think, going forward. The first question uh, would be what happens to the Wagner group now uh we know that there's been some videos made some uh, someone asserting themselves as a leader and and vowing some sort of uh, retaliation or response uh the second question is what happens to russia's war uh on ukraine uh where the wagner group was an integral or at least an important part of russia's uh, military efforts in trying to either take over or obliterate ukraine uh, and and so if the Wagner Group and and Prigozhin's expertise are no longer available to them, what what happens with that? It's a really interesting question because just a few months ago, Russian leadership was praising Wagner fighters for trying to take the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. Russian President Putin calling these individuals heroes, and since then their involvement in Russia's invasion of Ukraine has changed. Most of the Wagner fighters pulled out of Ukrainian territory and they were given what was being sold to the public as a break in fighting. And then after the coup, as part of the reported negotiations between Wagner chief Yevgeny Prigozhin, Russian President Putin, and the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, the Wagner fighters would be moved to Belarus, and that's exactly what happened. They set up camps in different areas across Belarus, are reported thousands of fighters. And this was of concern not only to Ukraine, where officials and military leadership was worried the Wagner fighters could be used as part of another attempt to try and take the capital of Kiev and attack from the north on the ground, but it was also of concern to NATO member Poland that moved thousands of troops to their border with Belarus worried that these Wagner fighters could be used as part of another push or, or attempt to put pressure on NATO. And so what happens now is, a, is an important question. There were some reports today that Wagner camps were being removed from Belarus, broken down and moved somewhere. 
whether or not those fighters disband or they're absorbed in some capacity by the Belarusian army or the Russian army is yet to be determined. But it is an important question. Many of these fighters were loyal to Russia. They were loyal to Russia in part because they were being paid by Russia. But will Vladimir Putin try to still use these troops in his invasion of Ukraine? Or will the group sort of simply just get dissembled and and removed from Belarus? That's still up in the air. But what we do know is Vladimir Putin will be keeping a close eye on any leadership that is left in Wagner. You mentioned there have been some videos that were released on Telegram showing people claiming to be leadership in the Wagner organization, threatening revenge. But those claims so far can't be substantiated, and we don't know exactly who those individuals are and if they even have any capacity to try and launch some sort of sabotage attack or revenge attack against the Russians. And what does this say for Vladimir Putin himself? I, I mean, this, again, was someone who was once a, a trusted uh, compatriot who he, he may have assassinated uh, with this. Um, certainly they were on the outs. Does this provide any kind of view or inkling into uh, Putin's uh, hold on power in Russia? Is, is this, um, does this help him hold on to power uh, in Russia? I think it does. I think it sends a message to Putin's adversaries about what could happen if you question the power of the Russian leader. And that's exactly how strongmen around the world in places like Russia hold on to power. But it's particularly interesting because when you look at how this happened, it really sends a direct message to Russian oligarchs and those with wealth and influence across Russia who may question the invasion of Ukraine. These are wealthy, in many cases billionaires, who travel internally across Russia on private jets. And if indeed the jet that Prigozhin was flying in was shot down by Russian air defense, or even if it was an act of sabotage, a bombing, it sends a clear message to those other wealthy elite that Vladimir Putin's not afraid of anyone inside of Russia. And we don't say that from a place to praise him or to make him look strong. The reality is he has cracked down on his population. The reality is he has committed objective war crimes, not only in Ukraine, but in other parts of the world like Syria. And Vladimir Putin is someone who leads through fear and strong, hard power. And so this is just another way that he has tried to make those who might question his ability fear him. Fox News correspondent Trey Yingst, who has done many a reporting tour in Ukraine and speaks to us from Jerusalem now. Thank you so much for being with us again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.